This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Coffee, 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 fitness unicorn. Coffee, 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 fitness unicorn. Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning into the Coffee Fitness Unicorn podcast. I have a very special guest today. I'd like to introduce you to Alexis Macaluso. Uh, I'm Alexis Macaluso, and I am here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I am the author of a book called Deeply Personal that came out just about a month ago. And I live here in Michigan with my family and my dog who is hanging out here with me today. Very cool. Congratulations on your book. And uh, I want to say thank you very much for hanging out. We'll talk about all of the cool things that brought us together, Robert Atone. And uh, Spooky House Press, so I have your book here, and um, and, and get to that. So um, before we do that, are you cool if we go ahead and um, at, at, can I ask you some questions? Of course. All yeah. right, cool. So this this is my favorite question. So um, how much coffee do you drink in a day? Oh, I have a very rigid coffee schedule. Every morning when I wake up. I make myself, I have a little espresso machine, which I kind of borrowed forever from my mother-in-law. And I make myself a little espresso drink with some soy milk and cardamom. And then when I go to work, I pick up a venti iced coffee from Starbucks, again, with soy milk. Nice. (laughs) Ready for the day. And then I cut it off. So yeah, coffee, iced coffee and soy milk all the way for me. Nice. How, how many, what is the maximum number of coffees you've had in a day? I'll I'll do when I was, when my kids were young, I would drink a lot, four or five cups, but not anymore. I don't need to, I can get my sleep now. So, but when they were little and they were babies, it was the sky's the limit. You know, I was very sleep deprived. So I relied on it a lot more heavily than I do now. For sure. For sure. Um, and I just noticed you've got uh, really cool lightning bolt earrings. And what's uncanny is you have a larger version of my tiny little baby. I was going to say, oh you probably gosh. can't see those, but I'm wearing lightning bolt earrings too. <laughs> that is too funny. I really like that style that you have. And I I always like want them. I don't buy myself very much jewelry. That's so funny. These are my lucky earrings. And I I always wear them for special occasions like this. Very cool. Make me feel ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're rocking. That's really funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you draw coffee? Like you draw all kinds of things, but have you ever drawn coffee? Well, comic? one of my favorite things that I did in my book, which is there's a little cartoon with an Elvis lookalike in it. And I made like a Starbucks kind of knockoff. And instead of the two-tailed mermaid, it's a double-horned unicorn. So That's... you can't really, you can't see it very well, but um, drawing that was much, much fun for me. That's the first tab I have. <laughs> I was like, "That's awesome!" I really feel bad. I should not be supporting Starbucks, but here we don't have a ton of local coffee shops that are super convenient to just drop into. So it is, it is a crutch for me. That's for sure. I get it. So that being said, since we're on the subject of coffee and uh, you, you had mentioned in, in some of the notes that you sent to me about your fitness journey. And I would love to talk about that. So when you meet somebody else who's into it, you got to talk about it, right? Absolutely. No, I, I, I mean, well, so I don't run. I'm not a runner. So I have mad, mad respect for runners. Like when you sent me this, I literally, I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. I was like, this lady is badass. Three half marathons and two 25 Ks. 
Like, that's insane. Like, how do you, how do you train for that? Like both mentally and physically? Well, one thing to bring up, and I don't feel bad about it. I'm not like dogging on myself, but I'm not a fast runner. I'm not skilled when it comes to athletics. Like I'm not an athletic person. So this is all just things that I do not because I'm good at it or anything like that. I'm not competitive really, but just because it helps me de-stress and it's, I know it's good for me and it's an investment in my future health. I really started running more after I had my oldest son, which he's 11. Um, and when he was born, you know, I was working full time and I was a new mom and it was awesome, but it was, I was stressed out and I was kind of wound up mentally. So it was a really great way to help me de-stress. And I had a couple of work friends who were distance runners and they encouraged me to sign up for some races. And at that point in my life, it was just the perfect kind of de-stressor. And of course, you know, I was um, hoping to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight and that definitely helped out. So it was a great thing for me. And then over the years, I've like during the winter, I usually will switch to some strength training. And that's what I'm doing right now is like four days of weights and then one day of cardio. And it looks like you hit the gym and do some weights too. So, you know, that's a really good thing to do in the wintertime here where it's cold. It's a little tougher to get outside. Or I should say it's tough to get outside and not worry that you're going to fall and hurt yourself, which is why I move it indoors. So we got to like adapt here, you know, you oh, yeah. to do. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I, I, I totally get it. Um, when we had uh, the, the cabin in um, uh, Colorado in the wintertime, um, I was able to get a, a, a treadmill and some weights and same thing, we had to move the, the, the walking and the activities indoors because it was just, you know, it was 19 degrees. I know you get, it gets a lot colder where you are, but 19 degrees for a Southern Californian is, is pretty <laughs> damn cold. And so, uh, you know, working out on the treadmill at 70 degrees, I was like, this, this is nice. I'll, I'll, I'll do this all day long. <laughs> Tapping into what you were saying about, uh, I got into fitness very late. I'm not athletic at all. I never have been. I never did sports. Um, I got into fitness um, because I, I became a widow at 47. Um, so my personal trainer was a, a, a bodybuilder. I prefer uh, dumbbells and, and cardio. So I'm, I'm like so old school. We have a nice, at this point, which we've kind of gotten over the years, we have a nice home gym set up. Nice. Not nice, not nice to look at, but we have the equipment, you know, a bunch of dumbbells, barbells and kettlebells. And we have a treadmill and then a secondhand spin bike, which is a Craigslist purchase. And so you know, during the pandemic, when everything shut down, we were still able to work out at home, which was really I was so thankful for that. It really is a sanity saver. It is. It is. And I see that you're drinking a ginormous jug of water. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I do have, I have water as a question for you because I suck at water. Oh, real quick. Let's see. Can you see the, I don't know. I have dumbbells behind me and oh, medicine nice. ball. <laughs> So I will always have at least eight or 10 pound dumbbells um, because, you know, that's, you can do anything with just the base and, and Craigslist. I got my dumbbells from Craigslist, the, yeah. the medicine ball and the, the, the eight pound weights were from Craigslist. So I a hundred percent agree with you. You don't have to buy it new. <laughs> no. And one thing I would love to do if I didn't already have a lot of stuff going, I think it would be really, really cool. And a lot of people of course do this, but it'd be nice to do an Instagram that was all about fitness and health, you know, things that are inexpensive to free, because mm -hmm. I think sometimes people are so intimidated by the, all the expensive clothes that you can buy. And there's just no limit to the amount of money you can spend on that stuff. And, um, you know, it's fun to like go try a new class or to, work out or to get a little exercise, you know, fitness doesn't have to be expensive. And I, I love that you, you would mention that when I first started, I had, um, uh, I would jump straight on the treadmill. I would wake up at four o'clock in the morning, 
and I would jump on the treadmill. So by 4.30 in the morning, I was stretching, brewing my coffee and on the treadmill and I would have crazy ass bedhead and I would send pictures to my trainer and I would be like, oh, the treadmill, and, you know, <laughs> with this crazy ass hair. But it was, I was holding myself accountable. You know, I didn't care. I was like, damn it. This is, I'm doing this for me. Definitely. I don't usually work out early in the mornings right now, but having a workout in the morning and then a nice coffee, it's like, there's nothing better. How much water do you drink in a day? Because that thing is ginormous. Um, my, I try to get like two of these. And if I'm running like in the summertime, I'll try to drink three of them. But I obviously, I do like a cardio warm up on the spin bike, but I don't sweat as much this time of year. So usually like two, I like to drink water. I don't like soda. I usually only drink water and coffee. Right so. on. Right. No, I, I. I literally have, how much water do you drink before a race? <laughs> That's one of my questions. Like, how, do you have to like water up? I know, you know, you drink like as, as like you're running and stuff like that, they hand you little cups of water, but like how hydrated do you need to be before you run like a long race? Well, most of them that I've done are early in the morning. So you really can't chug too much water. I usually would try to drink a lot the day before. Now I'm usually like, doing a 45 minute workout five days a week and I'm good with that and then trying to get some walks in and I do fun things with my kids on the days when I'm not working out so try to incorporate it into my routine as much as I can like walk to the store I have a friend we'll go to like go for a walk when we hang out or we'll even like go put on cross-country skis in the winter time and talk while we do that I have a couple of you know, neighbors that sometimes I'll walk with that kind of thing. So I try to make it just part of my life as much as I can, because, you know, we're all busy trying to get stuff done. Or you were saying you, you try, you do ballet now. Well, I, I took it as, as a kid, but not for a super long time and it didn't really stick. And I took it in college and I really enjoyed it a lot. And, um, before the pandemic, I was taking adult ballet classes through our local Grand Rapids Ballet Company, and I just love it. It's so much fun, and the adult class was just full of really cool women that were really friendly, and they were having fun with it, which is a little different attitude than what I found when I was younger, and people were very serious about it, but um yeah, I would love to take those classes again. I was just kind of looking at it the other day, but I think it's going to have to wait a little bit until my life calms down. My husband is in school right now. He's finishing up his nursing degree. So we're pretty busy at the moment, but yeah, ballet classes are so much fun and it is just awesome exercise. So it, I recommend it. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I wanted to ask, do you have like a favorite pose or favorite position? So like plie, arabesque, like, do you have anything like that? Or do, is it just like the whole thing? Oh, well, I always used to have fun doing pirouettes. And that was something that they taught us when I was in college. And I kind of still remember it and look completely bonkers doing it, but it's really fun. I mean, so now when you do a pirouette, is that when you spin and you look at the one thing and you spin and you look at the one thing? Yeah. You go like turn your head around so you don't throw up all over the stage. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> cool. Because the position of the feet, I love what my mom, I told you, um, my mom was the one who got me into to ballet. We would go to the ballet every year. We would see Nutcracker and um, she would always, she would tap me on the shoulder and watch their and when and so I would watch I would love watching the position of getting ready to to do the pirouette and and I was just like oh my god that's so cool yeah it is it is just amazing to watch and now my daughter is kind of curious to try it and you know thinking about it in my head I think it's so much fun and I would never want to like keep her from doing that but I do think about you know the pressure to be super thin mm -hmm. I'm not sure I would love the thought of her having to think about that but some of that may have changed due to the kind of political climate that we're in where we 
try not to uh, put a lot of pressure on kids to fit those kind of physical standards. I don't know. I'm like five, four and I'm relatively petite. So yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine there's probably a lot of pressure just to be light. I mean, you can't jump as easily if you're heavier. And, and I mean, that that seems like a difficult environment to grow up in. Yeah. Evaluated on. I wouldn't wish that on my children, certainly. I mean, so many people start when they're really young and I just, I certainly didn't have that kind of discipline or focus as a kid. I mean, that was oh, so yeah. far away from me to think about, there was nothing I wanted to do for six or seven hours a day <laughs> when I was 11, you know? Okay. Totally. <laughs> so since we're on uh, food and nutrition and training, would you eat like a, a, a big ginormous plate of pasta before like a, a 25K or something like that? There's always like big dinners before long races and a lot of people eat a bunch of pasta but that makes me feel gross <laughs> yeah yeah I've I've heard mixed stories on on carb loading and pasta some people are like no 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 I'm not gonna do that you know I just eat the power you know like those little uh they, they do like the, the squeeze thing no. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I like to do push pull legs um so depending on what it is I make sure I give myself lots of fuel because for me I look at food as fuel yeah. It makes you hungry. Oh my gosh. It does. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I get that cardio is not for everybody. If it gets to be kind of a treat, you know, you can enjoy it more. It's not really like a something I feel like I have to do. It's kind of something I, I want to do. It would be a trainer's dream. My trainer didn't like bark at me. She was, it was, um, I was very encouraged, but it sounds like you, you, you know what you're doing. Like you said, you've got the muscle groups, you've got that experience. I went to the gym a little bit and all this, of course, it's pre-COVID, but I used to go with a friend every now and again when we could make it work. And, you know, then you have somebody with you and that makes it less. For sure. Uh, so that, um, that kind of, it ties in and it doesn't um, with uh, some of the, the stories that are in, in deeply personal, right? Since we are talking about deeply personal things. Um, and I, uh, like I said, I, I tabbed a few of them. So we already talked about the Elvis one. And, um, my question is, do you have a particular favorite in, in, uh, in this book or are they all your favorites? Of course, you probably have to tell them all, they all want <laughs> you to say they're all of them are your favorite, right? Um, my most favorite ad is probably the guy who lets his dog have puppies inside of his couch because, <laughs> He just sounds like such a nice guy. And you know, it, maybe it's not even a guy. I guess that's what I was picturing. It could be, it could be anyone. Yeah. But he just doesn't sound very bothered that his dog busted off his couch. And so he sounds like he's pretty laid back and I like that. And then the one that was the most fun to draw was one, I think it's towards the end with the guy who dreams of being crushed by a giant or also crushing other people um, because yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. I felt like it kind of ended up looking the way I wanted it to in my head. And that doesn't happen very often. So that was a good one to draw. I've got my notes. So you started reading Craigslist ads for side work. Were the ads like mixed in there? Like how did you come across the personal ads um, for you know, on Craigslist. Cause I didn't even know that these types of things existed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. well, yeah. I had no idea. Do you, well, Craigslist was like split up into sections, you know, and most of, but not all of, not all of them. I mean, it, and I was on a few different websites. There's other like kind of classified and personal ad sites, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've just, We've been like, I've like bought stuff off Craigslist, sold a few things. So it's always just been there, like a loyal friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just started perusing them more regularly, you know, after I was looking for side jobs. And I did get a few side jobs off of it. But then, uh, you know, I just had so much fun checking it that when I no, no longer needed the side work, I still wanted to check the ads because they're just so entertaining sometimes 
For I still sure. check it most most days. I still check Craigslist. <laughs> I was just gonna say, do you, do you still do it? Do you still oh, look yeah. it? <laughs> so it, then that relates to the next question. Um, will there be like another book? Do you see this as kind of like a series or? I think that um, what I'd love to work on next would be something funny. And I am kind of in the early stages of that, but it would be a little bit different. But I think that my publisher is, I mean, I think, and Robert O'Tone, I think he's happy with the way it's going as far as sales and things. So if he wants to do another one, I certainly would love to. I mean, it's really fun. It's like just a dream come true to be able to do funny cartoons and then not only be able to do something with them and have an end goal, but to have other people enjoy them and then to get paid for it. Well, gosh, I mean, that's a dream come true for me. I can't think of anything better. <laughs> Has your husband, like, do you, does your husband, like, does he have a favorite? Like, do people just come to you and they're like, oh my God, this one like really, really, really speaks to me. You know, like, do, do you get those rando messages from people after they purchased your book? I've gotten some nice messages from people. Yeah, I don't know if anybody, I think, People commented more on the one of the two World War II soldiers, which of course was like, I mean, the ad was real, but the image I just totally made up. I've gotten some nice comments on that. So maybe the like more sweet, nice ones, but my husband is in the book. He's the first cartoon, the guy with the mustache. He had a mustache for a short time. So that's him. This but, guy right here. I don't know. I got to find his favorite, but you've been bad (laughs) that's what he looked like (laughs) or what he did with that crazy mustache (laughs) that's so cool and I I laugh at the Santa one the Santa one cracks me up (laughs) Christmas bills yeah that ad made me laugh so hard oh my gosh and drawing Santa especially like a gross kind of speedy low-rent Santa is really fun my only I was purely motivated by how much fun it was to draw a lot of this stuff. I don't have any deeper motivation. (laughs) I just want to have fun. That's awesome. Now, did you have like a couple of different ideas? So like your, your Santa, let's just pick your Santa for, for example. Um, Did you come up with like a couple of different concepts for those? Or did you kind of just go with the first drawings that you came across? Um, usually I'll like do a couple little sketches, but usually I feel like with something like this, I kind of have a good, I can kind of see it in my head. And then, you know, it's never a bad idea, whether you're writing or drawing to like take something apart and do it from a new angle. Sometimes, you know, of course, or like pulling a sentence apart and rearranging it. Sometimes that ends up really working out. But the other factor is I did not have a tight deadline. But I didn't want it to take a super long time. So I wanted, uh, I was kind of in that mode of like, I want it to turn out as good as it can, but I could really get obsessive about stuff. I mean, if I don't have a limit or a deadline, I could just pick something apart and just never be done. So <laughs> I got to find a happy medium between, you don't want to, produce something lousy but you know I don't have all the time in the world to just fixate on stuff so try to strike a nice little balance I mean you know how it goes you could oh, just yeah. like go back and edit and edit and edit until you just can't think straight so sometimes you just gotta do it totally and then is there a significance to the flies throughout? Like, I know that you have the story about the dog that uh, the guy who said, who's going to pimp out his dog to eat your flies. Um, but I noticed that you had the, the flies in there a couple of times. And so I was, I wasn't sure like if, like, I was like, what's the story behind that? Like, um, is there a story behind that? No, I just wanted a nice little detailed image that I could blow up for the like end paper sort of and have it look nice and that was one that was nice and detailed and had a lot of little graphic lines on it and stuff that's all oh yeah there's no deeper significance to it sorry my dog is whining when you do things at home it it always gives it a little extra character so did you always know you wanted to be an artist like did you always have a propensity to draw was that something that, that you've been into since you were a child 
yes, I always love to draw. Um, my mom is, she's really good at drawing. She doesn't really do it anymore, but um, she's a good artist. My dad, he will sell, he sells artwork, like um, more sculpture and things than like drawings or paintings, but he's a good artist too. Um, and my, my brother, my older brother, he is a good artist, although he is more of a writer these days um, and a musician, but yeah, I've always loved it. And it kind of took a backseat when I was in college and then my younger adulthood when my kids were little. And so it's been really fun to pick it up again. And then, you know, I think with so many creative things like writing and drawing, I think when, when you're really young, or at least when I was, you know, 17, 18, you kind of feel like after you are an adult, you're going to just dry up and be useless. And you might as well just like get in the casket and just call it a day. And it's fun to get older and realize that some of those things, you know, I'm much more patient now than I was before. I wouldn't have had the patience to sit and draw one tiny little thing for three hours or you know, write a story and then go back and edit it and then put it aside. You know, I was so much more impatient then. And I think those qualities that you get as you get older can really help you as an artist, no matter what your chosen art form is. So it's been fun to, um, to become older and more mature and be able to chill out and take my time and be humble enough to like try to learn from other people too. And, and also be okay with doing something just for fun and maybe it sucks and then you just move on and try the next thing that would have really bothered me when I was younger you know to do something bad and have it be a total waste of time and now it doesn't bother me at all so it's pretty cool have you noticed how coffee fueled stories doesn't have any ads that's because I work tirelessly to keep this show alive. After three years on my own, I've decided I need to ask for your help. I've never asked anyone to subscribe. I've never asked anyone to leave a review. I've never asked anyone to rate the show. And I've never asked anyone to pay to listen. There are a few ways you can help support the show. I've created a Patreon page, Coffee Fueled Stories, and a subscription section on my podcast website. It's simple to support and help me keep my dream alive. Just click the link in the show notes to set up your paid subscription option. It's that easy. Thank you for your support. Very cool. So, did you grow up in a in a, like an artistic household? I mean, where was was uh, was art encouraged? Yeah, for sure. My parents are always very supportive of me, and my dad had a like a workshop in our basement where he would we would like paint together and he had his like this is wasteful but I still do it put your paints squeeze them out on a disposable paper plate and use that as your palette and um so I just had so many fun times with him painting and drawing together in our basement and he's still very encouraging and supportive and my whole family really is um, but he still will buy me like colored pencils for my birthday and things mm -hmm. like that. And sometimes, you know, that's just what I need to like try something new and uh, do something that I never did before. Very cool. Is there something that you've always wanted to draw? Like um, uh, I, I, with the ads, you know, it gave you an opportunity to, to do different types of illustrations but is there like a particular style of drawing, uh, say like a still life or something like that? Is there something that you, you, you find yourself thinking, how can I push myself creatively? Like where, where can I push my talent? Yeah. And I mean, I have a long, long way to go in every area, but, um, I've been having a lot of fun in the past couple of years with colored pencils and really learning how to use those as far as like, you really like, I never knew this when I was young, you really layer them up, you draw really lightly and you layer and you use lots of different colors. And I mean, it's very, very time consuming hours and hours and hours and hours, but it's super fun and you can really create a, 
something that has a lot of like depth to it. So that's something that I, I really love to try when I just have no time constraints. It's really fun. And I, uh, you know, I have a lot, I have a lot to learn in every aspect, but that's one that I think I'll keep working on. Color, colored pencils? Yeah, it's fun. And that's it's meditative. If you are, cool. you, have, you have to be patient, really patient. I was that put together at, at your age. Oh, that's really kind of you, but dude, you did all kinds of awesome stuff. I mean, you were in the military. You have had lots of really crazy experiences that I'm probably never going to have. So <laughs> did you ever watch Easy Rider? No, I am familiar with it, but I've never watched Easy Rider. Well, my you got to watch it because it's really fun, but he says, this is like a hippie psychedelic quote but he says do your own thing in your own time and that's one of my favorite quotes you know everybody's got to like figure it out and sometimes it seems like it takes a long time to find what you're looking for but sometimes it's just comes at the right time you know sometimes it ends up working out you just never know sometimes it doesn't and sometimes shit just sucks but (laughs) totally no I I I started this podcast, you know, at 51 and, um, you know, I wanted to be a a, a DJ when I was 15 and my mom's like, yeah, no, you're going to get a real job. You're going to get a degree. Um, yeah. So arts, arts was encouraged as something that you do for fun Yeah. in in my uh, growing up and everybody in my family is very creative. However, everybody had to get a real job. None of the family was encouraged very much to be, um, they didn't want them to be starving artists. Like my grandfather was a master craftsman. He didn't want his children to, to struggle the way that he did. Like it took him like 30 years to get to that master level. Right. And so, uh, and he was missing part of his pinky. So (laughs) he didn't want his children to have any of that. So he wanted them to have, you know, real corporate jobs. Like everything was corporate, right. Or your own business. Art was something that you you paid to watch other people do, um, and and that you did as a side job. And so I love that that you know you were encouraged. That's why I was very curious to know about your background. And it seemed, and I love that your father was a sculptor. What type of sculptor is he? Is it like is was he down there chiseling or was it like clay? Well, he definitely has a, I mean, he's retired now, but he had a day job and it certainly, it was probably the same way. I mean, he does uh, mostly like wildlife type art. He does a lot of like sculptures of like animals and fish that live here in Michigan. He's very much about like local kind of wildlife. And so he sells a lot of that, which is cool. He wants me to set up an Etsy shop for him, but he doesn't know how much work that entails. Yeah, but you know, I would I would agree it was very similar. And here in the Midwest, you know, people have pretty, I don't know, they tend to be pretty mm, traditional, I would say. So, I mean, I'm always thinking about that security. I always have health insurance. I mean, oh yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna be out there like trying to to coast by. I always have had like a a job and I would have to be very, very secure in my income before I would ever like quit any kind of a day job. So I think we had a similar kind of vibe there. Um, I love you are beautiful is one of the stickers on your, uh, that's awesome. So my, my kids, it has no significance. My kids (laughs) all do the crazy stuff on the (laughs) <laughs> it's just really funny you like took a drink and it's you are beautiful oh well thank you <laughs> they put my kids would come and put slap any sticker on here if they put stickers on anything oh they would like that <laughs> i i thought it was kind of ironic because it is my jug of water and so i have my my octopus floating in my water i have this is my my middle son when he was a baby Aww. sorry this doesn't make for very exciting audio but it's a picture of a baby and then Grateful Dead song. I don't know if you like the Grateful Dead, but that's like, those are the only ones that I actually put on here. The rest of them, my kids came and attacked my water bottle. That's hilarious. I love it. 
uh, I was going to ask, I've been meaning to ask you and I keep forgetting because we keep getting distracted, but in the best possible way, um, have you ever been ice fishing with your dad? Like, do you guys do ice fishing? We just went on Sunday. No yeah. way. We just went and I haven't, I haven't been in a really long time, but oh my gosh, when I was a kid, he used to take us all the time. Um, me and my sister would bring our ice skates and I was never good at ice skating, but I really liked it. Um, but no, we just went and took, took my kids for the first time. We've been trying to go the past couple of years and the weather just hasn't been very cooperative. So we went and it was just so much fun. Oh my gosh. It was a beautiful day and the kids had a blast and everybody caught a little fish. They were like this big. I mean, they were so tiny, but the kids were very excited. So it was really fun. And I'm a vegetarian. We put them all back. I'm not about to kill a fish, but uh, it was really fun. And certainly my dad is not a vegetarian, so he doesn't mind, you know, cooking awesome. up some fish. But that's yeah, awesome. It's a blast. It's, have you ever done it? Have you ever gone? No, I, I haven't. Um, so when we were in Colorado, um, we did see a few people out on the lake ice fishing. Um, and uh, because it was a, um, what do you call it? Uh, it was a, a protected park. It was a state park. Um, so they didn't have the houses, the little, you know, yeah. where like you can actually like have a fireplace and like actually like stay in overnight kind of thing. Um, so the, the people, we would watch the people, the guy came out with like the, the, where you dig the hole, the, the auger, the auger. Thank you. And uh, so we saw like, he had his little um, uh, wagon and him and his wife were out there and we like literally were watching them set up. It was really cool. And so they, you know, he was out there with his little auger and he was, you know, doing the cutting into the the ice. And so, so we got to see it, but I've never actually done it. Well, gosh, if you ever can come to Michigan in the wintertime, just hit me up. I All mean, right. one of my most favorite sites, because my dad is very like stripped down, down to basics kind of guy. And we went fishing and everybody had the pop-up like shanties. And they have these cool sleds that you can pull that you put all your stuff in. And my dad had like a bucket with a couple of poles in it and then his ice auger. And that was it. He's very minimalist. You don't need a whole lot of equipment. You know, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money to do it. And it's, it's fun. It's fun to walk in a lake. Right? It's, it's crazy. And especially uh, the, the lakes out there are very deep. This was just a, a little reservoir. Like I said, it was just, this was just like a, a little mini, mini lake, but from, I'm from Southern California, you know, where the Pacific ocean and palm trees is what I grew up with. Oh and gosh. so to see a frozen lake and to see someone out there, you know, cutting into the lake and, you know, dropping his little line in there and, and the two of them and they did they and they just sat there and they had the music going and and, and we just chill, like it was it was very relaxing and I didn't I never thought you could actually have fun in the freezing cold <laughs> sure you, you can you can <laughs> you got your hot cocoa you got your thermos right you got everything you need right there well you gotta plan a trip to Michigan you know sometime in the winter usually like January, February is a good time when everything has really had a chance to freeze over and, you know, come over this way and we will take you ice fishing and you'll have fun. Very good. Yeah. You got to do it late winter. Not when it's like, now when winter is fun, like before Christmas and everybody's happy, but when everyone is like down and depressed and there's nothing left to do, but, you know, freeze outside, go ice fishing. All right. <laughs> That's good to know. And, and you have the right, like where, yeah. right. You, yeah. I'm trying to do this right yeah, like, here. You can come okay. right here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's, what is it? A, you say something about like trolls or. Oh, well, in the UP, yeah, the, the, the Upper Ubers. Peninsula, I guess they call people in the Lower Peninsula trolls because we live under the bridge. Under the bridge. I, I, I haven't, I haven't spent that much time in the UP, so I don't know. But. I've got, I've got friends from, from Michigan. So they were the ones that, you know, teach me about like the mitten and, the, <laughs> uh, and, and she, she was my coworker. I've known her, gosh, probably going on almost 30 years now and uh, just the, the sweetest thing. And so uh, everything I've learned from, from Michigan, you know, was, was through her and, uh, cherries. I think that, right. You guys have like cherries, cherry festival. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's up north, but it's beautiful. I mean, especially as you go up north and, uh, you know, by the lake, Michigan has really beautiful scenery and I'll send you some pictures. Um, sure. We have really beautiful beaches. And the nice thing is you can go to our national park, which is Sleeping Bear Dunes, and you can go there in August and it's not busy. I mean, it's just not that densely populated. So, you know, it's not crowded, which is something that I really enjoy and value. I don't know. <laughs> some people love crowds and excitement, but I like no. the kind of quiet solitude yes. that we can have here. Yes. And like I said, I, I, when, when Brandy and I moved to Colorado, I was afraid. I wasn't sure I was going to like the snow and the cold. And when, uh, and we did, we prepared for it. You know, we, I, I got us all kinds of, you know, I got the snow boots. I, I made sure that we were not going to freeze because the two of us are, you know, she's, we're both not from where it's cold. And so I didn't want the two of us to, to, to freeze out there. And so when the two of us went into the snow for the first time, it was, I, I'm, I'm sure we probably looked like children. And, and we did every, and anytime it started snowing, literally we would throw on our jackets and we would go run outside. <laughs> and, um, there's just something magical about it. You know, it's fun. I mean, I've only ever lived here. So living in Southern California sounds really incredible. I mean, that just is like paradise, but I do love the changing of the seasons and it gives you a nice kind of rhythm to the year. You know, you get to like you do your outdoor things in the winter, but then we do a lot more like movie nights and things like that too. And in the summertime, you, people really, you feel the change. Like people are excited. They want to socialize again. You can feel everybody's mood lift when the sun comes out. So I kind of like the, uh, you know, changing of the seasons and the rhythm to the year, but I might change my mind if I got some more sunshine. I can't imagine what it's like to have sunny days all the time. That sounds pretty good. It, it, it is really nice. Um, like every, every freckle and mole has, you know, Southern California on it. But, <laughs> um, you know, you, you do get to a point where, you know, you do crave a little bit. And, and there's so many people. It is very crowded. Um, so, you know, so if, if, if crowds are annoying and it's, it's definitely, you know, not the best place to be, but, um, you know, I, I, I grew up there, you know, we would go to Disneyland as a kid. Um, when we, when we learned how to drive, that was like where we would drive to during the summer, <laughs> we would go to Disneyland, hang out there and, you know, ride the rides and, and go to the beach. Like those were the two things that we did as a teenager. Um, but, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know, like we had to go to the snow, like the snow was always like an hour drive away. And, you know, somebody's like, yeah, I'm going to go skiing. And I'm like, I'll be down at the beach. Like, you know, I just, for, it, it, like I said, I just didn't understand the appeal of, of, of the cold weather until we moved to the cold weather. And, and once we experienced it and, and you see that blanket and, and you do experience the different types of snow. I had no idea that there's different types of snow, you know, and it's like, I, I felt seriously, I felt like a child, you know, with childhood wonderment, you know, the whole time it was always, and I was always calling my mom. She was still alive at the time. And so mom, 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 it's snowing, it's snowing, it's snowing. I'm calling you right now. It's beautiful. It's coming. And I'm like, okay, I'm freezing my ass. Like I got to go inside now. It's, it's fun. I mean, if you ever are in a cold place again, or if you ever come to Michigan to visit, you know, like my kids love to sled and I go with them and I kind of, pretend like I'm just going to show them a good time but it's so much fun I love to sled <laughs> I mean awesome. I'm not too cool to sled <laughs> do you do you, do you do the um what is it the, the saucer like sit in the disc like do you like do you guys do the toboggan the sled the saucer all of it uh, we have um we don't have toboggan we have sleds and saucers and we'll go to like we have the dunes you know the sand dunes and we'll go sled down the dunes too so yeah I mean it's fun you got to make most of it because that kind of seasonal depression, I feel like if you're outside enjoying it, and if you're not stuck yeah. indoors, you got to find some way to make it really fun. Obviously, I haven't experienced, you know, that, but um, I got the opportunity to go to Sweden um, for, for business. And it was, it was, it was winter. So it was 
April. So it was winter coming into spring. And so one day it was like 27 degrees. One day it was like 47 degrees. So it was really cool. And um, a lot of people had um, at their desk, they had those lights and I didn't understand yeah. what it was. <laughs> and, and so I was like, oh, that's a very, really interesting light. And, and they're like, um, it's, it's because we don't have light for like months. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that I didn't know that was a thing. Again, you know, like you said, I'm I grew up in the sun. Like the sun doesn't go away where I came from. So I I don't know these things. That is so hilarious. Oh my gosh. And Sweden is like my top pick for my travel destination. It's like the place where I really want to go. So that is super cool that you got to go there. I want to hear all about it. Well, I would love to see see you know the city and like out in the middle of nowhere I would love to go see it and I would love to go to Norway too that looks really beautiful yeah I just remember the trees I had never seen so many beautiful birch and aspen trees in my entire life it was the road just driving was snow and just trees and I thought I went to another planet because it was so beautiful I had again I had never experienced anything like that before I was reading about Scandinavia and like learning about it. I really want to go there. Are, do you like Scandinavian noir? Like that's actually one of my favorite genres. Like I, I freaking lose my mind for Scandinavian <laughs> genres. I have not read a ton of it, but a few, like a few things. And then, well, I'll have to look because um, I won't be able to remember them off the top of my head, but I'll have to like, I'll shoot you a message and, and tell you. And then if you have any recommendations, I'm always down for a new book to read. Definitely. I, I can definitely recommend. Um, so uh, Karen Norton or Raven's Roost who will definitely be able to, to appreciate these, these books for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks. If you think to send that stuff, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm making yeah, it right I, now. I do think we, we have a similar kind of um, like weather patterns because we have like that long winter. We have hot summers though, but my hope is to go there when I turn 40 for my birthday we'll see if that works out but it's my goal so that would be cool a couple years away highly highly recommend it all right uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up because I feel like we are are coming almost up to two hours oh well I'm sorry you're you're gonna have some editing to do I guess it's all good it's all good really fun thank you so much for having me and it's so fun to uh, to talk to you. We have like a lot of common commonalities, I think. Yes, so yes. Funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate your time and thank you for you know answering some of my silly questions and, and sharing you know your your fitness journey and um, you know giving us giving us some information and sharing you know yourself and 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 telling us about deeply personal, which is really freaking cool. So congratulations again on, on your book. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for reading it. That's yeah. really cool. And um, real quick, uh, just before we go, um, is there one of the pictures that's you in here? You said you've got your husband in there. Oh, Are you in well, here? I mean, it wasn't really meant to be me, but the one of the woman on the date with Jesus, I was kind of looking at myself in the mirror when I was drawing it to get the expression. So it probably looks a little bit like me, but I wasn't like setting out to draw myself. That That's awesome. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Um, yeah, the, the, she goes to the the movie theater, right? She's on the date yeah. with Jesus. Yeah, that one's but, yeah, It wasn't like there a self-portrait or anything. <laughs> that's awesome I love it that's very cool um so are there any projects that you have uh before you know this is your opportunity to share more about yourself um are there any projects any things that that's coming up that we haven't talked about I mean being my brother and one of our friends have a, a YouTube channel called Night Waves Horror which is some little stories but other than that, um, I'm going to start sketching out a new comic here, hopefully within the, the next couple of weeks. Uh, but otherwise, that's it. I took a little chill time around the holidays to just hang out with my kids and, you know, step away from my drawing supplies for a bit. And I'm excited to start up again. So nothing for now, but thank you so much 
thanks for reading the book. It means a lot to me. No, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I really appreciate your time and uh, sharing your awesome stories and uh, hearing, hearing the stories behind the stories. I've got my go forth and be magical little tagline that uh, uh, Brandy came up with. And I was wondering if you would like to uh, give us your take on go forth and be magical. How, how would you like us to go forth and be magical? Go forth and be magical and do something fun today for no reason. And yes, I would love to do a little drawing. So I have to make my son some Valentine's Day artwork for a school thing. And then after that, I would love to make a little drawing and then I'll share it with you and you can tell me if you like it or not. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. And, and, and I know your time is very valuable. So thank you so much for, for sharing it with me and for sharing it with the, the listeners. And I've got my little note to send you the Scandic Noir okay. and uh, Swedish. I don't, I don't know if I still have those photos now that I think about it. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I'm not even thinking it was like before everybody had a big stash of digital photos. It, so. it was in yeah, 2000. I so I, I'll see what I can I can dig up. I might I might have a few, but I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I did. Oh, I should have St. George. So uh, Sankt Joran, St. George is the patron saint of us of Sweden. And there's a big, huge statue of him. That I know I have because St. George is my man. I love St. George. So, um, uh, so I definitely know I have that. So I'll, I'll go look for that. Cool. Well, thanks. That'd be awesome. No rush. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Awesome. But, well, come, come to Michigan sometime and we'll go ice fishing. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. Thank you so much, Alexis. Thank you for tuning in to the Coffee Fitness Unicorn podcast with today's special guest, Alexis Macaluso, author of Deeply Personal. See links in the podcast details for her book and YouTube channel.